0: Okay, Christ the Christianity. Ooh, 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 I'm so excited this morning. I woke, up, I woke up very excited. And I know it's a spiritual thing. You know, learn to wake up excited. Some people always frown, whether it's something bad or not. Oh, Lord. You know, this year is going to be beautiful for you. Oh, you didn't, you didn't believe it. Oh, people didn't believe it. You know, when you, go, when you, when you, you wake up and, and you say you are going to church, I want to ask you a question. Where do you think you are going to? Now, people who say, oh, they prayed, 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 they've never seen anything, I can't relate. Who can relate? They prayed, prayed, they don't see anything, I can't relate. Can you relate? Yeah, I cannot. Those who pray and say, we prayed, we prayed, we don't see anything, I cannot relate. I'm not even preaching. Now we are talking. I cannot relate. Ever since I gave my life to Christ and started studying the word of God and started knowing what to do, you no, know, because you can't be praying and be praying wrong. But people pray amiss. So ever since I, I got to know the word of God and I started serving God the way he said, he said, seek ye first the kingdom, then he says, and his, people forget that part, and his righteousness, the word righteousness, so the traditional Christian's mindset, righteousness is doing the right thing, but not necessarily. The word righteousness comes from a Greek word, dikaiosune, which means God's way of doing things. So it said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his way of doing things. So when you actually follow God's word and you you, you serve God the way he said to be served, you're going to see progress like I have. I remember coming to church the very first time and, I watched, uh, I watched Pastor Chris, and he said throughout his Christian life, it's been upward and forward only. I thought I heard something different. Because where I was coming from, I heard a life is full of ups and downs. Now I hear a man say his life has been full of, I thought he was lying. But then I decided, okay, if that is his experience, then I'm going to follow what he's saying and see if that will be my experience. And I realized that the more I followed the things he said, I started experiencing that. I had no down times. I just realized I was going up and forward, up and forward. Now, question is: will there be challenges? Yes. But then we were taught the word of God, we learned the word of God on how to keep soaring above the challenges. But seek ye first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So Like I said, I cannot relate with Christianity that does not work. I cannot relate. So I feel sorry for a lot of atheists. Because most of them, when they expected it to work, it did not work. And their conclusion of it not working was that there was no God. Now think about it. If I wake up in the morning and I say, Lord, I want this and that. And I do it according to the way God wants it. And I get it. I I have no reason to not believe. So, like I said, they are supposed to be asking relevant questions. They are not supposed to be assuming this is how God should be behaving. So, I said they should ask relevant questions. Example of a relevant question. Okay, so if someone is in this kind of situation, what will he say to God? Now, think about it. Think about it. God tells Aaron, oh, this is amazing. God tells Moses to tell Aaron, are you following? Now, God tells Aaron, he tells him, he says, this is how you will bless the children of Israel. Now, that blows my mind. If God wants to bless the children of Israel, so He just go ahead and bless them. But he tells Aaron, this is how you will bless the children of Israel. Why? Why would God say something like that? This is how, all right, you want to bless the people, just bless them. The traditional mind we have about God is, God is sitting in heaven, he wants to just bless them, he blesses them. No, he tells the priest, he said, this is how you will bless the children of Israel. Now, look at this. Speak unto Aaron. God is speaking to Moses. He says, speak unto Aaron and unto his son, saying, on this wise ye shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them. Now, let me explain what that actually was. What actually that was happening that day was, God was explaining the jury system. He, God, wants to bless them. Like I told last week, that anything God wants to do, you have to get a representative on earth so god picks a priest bible says every priest is picked among men for men in things pertaining to god so god picks a man to be his representative then he tells aaron the jury code let me tell you what the jury code is it's like you go to court even if the judge is your friend you still have to say my lord then you have to go according to what is said concerning defending a case. He can be your friend if you say, "Shall you to do that?" team make we go. What, what, are they going, what, what are they going to think? You're crazy. They think, they'll think you're crazy. How many of you have been watching the election petition? I watched a few times. Oh, you people are not seriously watching anything. <laughs> but I remember the one we all watched. I'm sure we all watched was I have in my hand. Oh, you didn't watch it? A pink sheet. 2012, I have in my hand a pink sheet, pink sheet number, this, 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 this. My Lord, I have in my hand, I have in my hand, I have in my hand, we're all tired, and we we stop following it. So, God speaks to Aaron and says, Aaron, when you are praying to me concerning the blessing of these people, there is a code. There is a jury code. So you speak, and he gives him the exact language of the throne. So the people have to be blessed. God picks a man, and he tells the man, when you are addressing... All right, let me use this as an example. Maybe some of you are not getting the example. I'll use the example again. You have an uncle, all right? He's the head of Unilever. He said, I want a job at Unilever. Then he says, okay, write the letter, address it to... Is it my uncle? So did he just come and pull you into the office? No, he says, write the letter, address it to this and that and that. Do that, add your CV, add that. You probably don't even know how to do it. And he will tell you how to do it, and you send it. He's the one going to approve your letter, but he still says, do it this way. So that was the jury code. So for the traditional Christian who thinks, oh, God, if God wants to bless me, he'll bless me. If God wants to do this, he will do it. What he forgets is that God operates judicial system bible calls god a judge of many things god god calls himself one of the things he calls himself a judge he calls himself a father as well but he calls himself also a judge he calls himself a king so when it has to do with a matter that concerns the throne god will have to go judiciously paul explained it in romans chapter 3 he says that god may be just and the justifier of them that believe in him through Jesus Christ. So that God may be just. So everything God does, because he is a spirit, he has to do it according to the laws of the spirit, because there are laws in the spirit. Romans chapter 8, I'll show you something. You know, the realm of the spirit is very organized. He says, so Romans chapter 8, verse 1: There is no condemnation, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit? Then look at verse 2. He says, For the law of the spirit, look at it. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. He's operating laws now. The apostle is speaking about the laws in the spirit. He says, The law of the spirit of life hath made me free from the law of sin and death. That means a law must be operating. When one law is operating, other laws are suspended. So it says, when the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is operating, he says the law of sin and death is withdrawn. So when the law of sin and death is operating, the law of spirit of life is withdrawn. The realm of the spirit is a very legal place. So if there's anything... We know, after you get born again, if there's anything you should go after, is to go after the knowledge of God. We call it the knowledge of God. It's the knowledge of God for a reason. It's the knowledge of God because it is not um, obvious to the human mind, to the human understanding. Because there are things you will learn in God that you can never learn in school. In school, we are taught about the mind. But we, we are never taught about the spirit. You see, we never thought about the spirit. But the realm of the spirit is as real as anything. It's so real. The realm of the spirit is so real. People who have had experience with the realm of the spirit will laugh at you if you think you you try to push it away. And I tell you something, I said, if you want to argue about spirits, whether they are spirits or not, this is the wrong place for the argument. I know a place i won't tell you there take go there kick the gods scatter everywhere and walk out (laughs) (laughs) you know i was thinking about something this morning i don't know whether to talk about it or not (laughs) okay i'll mention names should i talk about it Because I think over the week or weekend, there was a, a little issue in town about somebody snatching microphone from somebody. <laughs> okay, I won't talk about it. Eh? I shouldn't talk about it. I should talk about it. Because you have seen a lot of comments. So you are not sure did the woman do the right thing or not. So you want to know? And you know, I'll never say anything that I can't support with scripture. All right, I've not mentioned anybody's name. I'll talk about it, but hold on for me. I just want to bring you from somewhere. So we've been talking about the knowledge of God. All right, the knowledge of God, knowing God. All right, knowing God. Is it possible to know God? I said yes. It's possible to know God. It's possible to understand God. It's possible to you know see you know a situation, and and ask. Is this correct? Like with the situation we're talking about. Is this correct? Is this wrong? You know? Because you want to get it right. Why is it that people come to ask me, all right, sir, I'm having this problem, and I want, to, I want to know what to do. And I said, okay, pray like this, pray like that, do this and do that. They immediately get an answer. Sometimes it's not prophetic. It's my knowledge of the scriptures. Like I told you about an Uber driver who picked me, he said, he's fighting with God. No, not, there's no God. I said, why are you saying there's no God? I was patient with him. We were talking. And he said, he went into an issue in Paris. He went to France and he got an issue. He was in Paris and he was in prison and he, he prayed. He fasted. He fasted. He prayed. And they never brought him out. But he called a friend who went to see a Jew man and immediately he came out. So the guy says, now for a moment when he said it, I was a little confused. I was like, how's it that he prayed and he didn't get an answer? So I now started to question him. And I asked him, how did you pray? And he said, he was just praying. I said, no, how did you pray? What was the kind of prayer? How did you do the fasting? How did you do all that? Then he was telling me, uh, he was praying, he was begging God, he was fasting and praying. And I asked him a question. I said, do you speak in tongues? He said, no. Ah. Now somebody here probably doesn't speak in tongues and wondering, what are you trying to say? And I told him first of all, I said, what you are saying is like coming to a doctor and saying, Doctor, I have taken medicine. My stomach problem has not gone. What did you take? I'm a sassalin. <laughs> Doctor, I have taken medicine. You know, we think of God magically. That's the problem. We think of God magically. We don't realize that every situation, God has stipulated in the word how it should be addressed. I said, first of all, now, why were you arrested? You said it was this, 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 that. Now, it involves, listen, listen to what I'm saying. So that if you have an issue like that, you understand what I'm trying to say. It involves another person. Understand that you are not a witch or a wizard. So you don't, we don't have that luxury in our kingdom that we turn people's minds. It's witches and wizards who do that. So when you are dealing with another human being, understand that that person is what we call a free moral agent. That means the person also has the right to choice. And God does not impede those rights. So if you want to change something of that nature, there are laws in the spirit that are responsible for that. So I told him, I said, the situation we're talking about, you are dealing with about two, three, four moral agents. That means this situation is not within your jurisdiction. So you cannot just play it off. There's what to do. Someone came to see me with an issue one day. The issue was sort of, sort of, the person was was being blackmailed, and yes, the person was wrong. So the person had information with the person. When the person came to see me, I said, this one, this one. There's only one way to solve it. I said, go and lie on the floor and cry. I said, go and lie on the floor and cry. Go to your room, lock the door, lie on the floor, cry. Just cry. I said, pastor, should I pray? I said, cry. Let me explain the jury system to you. Come. Stand here. Come. I have offended this guy, All right? I've offended this guy. So he's holding something against me. He has something against me. All right? Now, he said he's going to do something to me. He's going to leak my news. Why are you laughing? You know what I'm saying. I don't like hypocrites. He, call, he, he is going to leak my news. I cannot pray. Listen, I cannot pray that God take away the news. He has it. <laughs> it is on his phone. He has the information. Ladies and gentlemen, God is not going to take anything from him. News, destroy, destroy, destroy. So will never destroy. His phone, he bought it with his money. So what do i do i have to leave this guy eh? i have to leave this guy out of the matter then go to god then petition god because this is a free moral agent i have to petition god in petitioning god there's what i am supposed to do oh i preach this during lockdown when the battle is too sore look for that Look for that message on the podcast. This is, it is it's titled "Pneumatica 93.0. Look for it. There is what to do because petition is not just what you are saying. There is prayers and supplication. So the prayer is the content. The supplication is the attitude. You will need to lie down or kneel down. You cannot stand and do a petition. And all these things are in scripture. Why did they mention for us how Jesus prayed? He said he put his head between his knees. Why did they mention that for us? They mentioned how Elijah also prayed. I would say he cast himself upon the ground. Why did they mention it? So I go up to the throne. So the Bible says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain. So over here, what I'm coming to obtain is mercy. Because faith will not work here. The law will not work here. Because I am at fault. Judgment is what is supposed to work here. But I go here, within the ambits of time given me, then I obtain mercy. So, he now has reason. Oh my God. By virtue of my petition, God has a reason to show me mercy. Let me use this to explain it to you. I thought this a victory by the Spirit. I don't know why the Holy Spirit is taking me in this direction. Probably somebody needs it. God says, "I'm going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah." Why will He go and tell Abraham? Everyone going to destroy? I'm going to destroy? But He goes to Abraham and says, "Abraham, I'm going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah." Then He sets off to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Then Abraham says, "Um, God, what if you find 50 righteous people?" He said, "If I find 50, I'm not going to destroy it." What's happening, Abraham? Through the intercession he's making, is giving God a reason to spare them. So it pays a way. Are you listening? It pays a way for God to be able to show mercy because He cannot just show mercy when you are wrong. So He, I come to Him, then I make petitions. When I make the petitions, understand this, it is a courtroom. Now, I explained this, I said, when you are making petitions, it's either of these two. It is either you are producing your course or you are pleading your case. Let me explain it. In producing your course, that means you, you also have information that you can take to jury so that you can be free. In certain cases, you don't have, you just know you are wrong, you are wrong, you are wrong, you are wrong. So that one, you just have to plead your case. But in producing your cause, it means you also have information. Like for example, someone is very sick in your family. All right? And everything you've done is not working. You will have to bypass, you, you pray for the person, he's not being healed, you cast out the devil, nothing is happening. As you keep doing it, nothing is happening. You have to now go, Leave the case. It means you don't have, listen now, you don't actually have the requisite stature or power to handle it. Come on. Listen. When we pray for the sick, I want to take out religious mind out of your mind. When we pray for the sick, eh? when we pray for the sick, don't think that when you pray for the sick god comes to heal the sick don't think like that it's wrong when we pray for the sick bible calls them workers of miracles when jesus sent his 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 disciples out he told them he said heal the sick he didn't say pray for the sick he told them heal the sick so there are people so that's why you see certain men of God, when they pray for the sick, they still get healed. Other men of God who pray for that same sick is not healed. Is God showing partiality? No, there are certain men with either the requisite stature. Now, stature in the spirit is very, very important. It's the reason why you're supposed to be meditating and praying a lot, because when you do that, it builds stature just like gyming, physically. There are spiritual dreams that make you build stature. Now, when you build stature in the spirit, There are things you see when you see a man who has built stature. When he says this, it just comes to pass. When he says this, his word now um, becomes known in the spirit. So demons give way to his words. So he has the requisite stature or power. There are two major things that any every believer, all right, uses to either change things or enforce obedience. It is either power or authority. Authority usually is based on who is answering. Power is actually inherent. Let me explain. When we are dealing with authority, authority is usually who told you to go. Like for example, when the police goes to stand in the middle of the road to stop cars and allow cars to pass, it is not because he has the muscle to stop the car. Come on. He doesn't have the muscle to stop the car. He is carrying a badge. And every car is stopping not because of the police but because of the badge. If he removes the shirt, you can bypass him. Until he removes his car and say, I'm a police. You can't just come to my house and say, I, I, have, I have orders to arrest you and you're not wearing me from nothing. I said, I'm not going. And you can't do nothing to me. Well, the moment he brings out his car, I'm from the Ghana police service. It is no longer about him. It's not about that. So at that time, that police is dealing based on authority. But also there are people with power. The inherent ability to cause changes, all right and those people you okay let me not use car because i've not seen anybody stopping a car with his hand so let me not use car let me use maybe let me use bouncer good a police can look like a bouncer and he stops you you stop because of his badge on that same road you can meet a bouncer who is maybe two three times bigger than you and he says he's not letting you pass he has no attack, no badge, nothing. What was it? He is bullying you. He say You are not going. Are you getting it? Did you get it? So, there, we are dealing with power. So, when that, sick, that sickness, the issue of that sickness, you have prayed, you have fasted, you have done everything you have done, it means you don't have the requisite stature or power to handle it. What are you supposed to do? You are not supposed to go leave the sickness go to the jury then you either produce your course so at that time you produce your course you bring out scriptures you bring out scriptures why he should be healed not him the person there you know what God can do one of the things God can do is he can send an angelic ministration Either he sends an angelic ministration or he orchestrates for a man he has called in that wise to minister to the person. We are still on the knowledge of God. So we have been realizing that God is not known on the top of our heads. We cannot assume this is God. We cannot assume this is how God acts. We have to go into how God said He will want to be known, or how God said He is known, and I said there are two major tangents, and that is Scripture and experience. Matthew twenty-two, verse twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife shall? <laughs> ah! You know the question we're asking Jesus. Let me start from twenty-six. <laughs> Let's start from 24. Saying, Master, Moses said, If a man die, having no children, his brother shall marry his wife and raise up seed unto his brother. Verse 25. Now there were with us seven brethren, and the first, when he had married a wife, deceased and having no issue, left his wife unto his brother. Likewise, the second also, and the third unto the seventh. And last of all, the woman died also. Therefore, in the resurrection whose wife <laughs> shall she be of the seven for they all had her wow, wow. this is a powerful scripture yes, sir. powerful question so you know questions about marriage is not today <laughs> they started a long time ago okay so let's see jesus answer jesus answered and said unto them he do a he says you are mistaking why are you getting these things wrong he says, you you, you make mistakes he said not knowing the scriptures not the power of god that brings you to the two tangents i gave you the scripture he said you are making the mistake because you do not know the scripture nor the power of god now the power of god is not known by reading the power of god is experienced right? so that's experience he says you do err because you know not the scriptures that means anything that has to do with god if you want to know it first of all it is in the scriptures give me the message translation of verse 29 i like i like how message puts it jesus answered you are off base on two counts hey <laughs> You, he said you are off base. You're on two counts. With two counts. You don't know your Bibles. And you don't know how God works. Kai. Kai. Isn't this amazing? Yes, sir. Let's see Jesus' answer in verse 30. Or, or, with a message. Jesus says, at the resurrection, we are beyond marriage. As with the angels. All our ecstasies and intimacies... Then it will be with God. <laughs> Hallelujah! Yeah. But is thinking, hey! <laughs> so, my boyfriend, uh, what will happen? When we get to heaven, you will not have joy in touch me, touch me. No. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. That will not be your joy. Your joy is that all will be with God. Like, the, the presence of God. Have you been in the presence of God and you felt like not going home before? Yeah. So it's actually a real thing. Some people said, when we get to heaven, so we'll be singing hallelujah from morning to evening. It's very possible. And we will not feel it. Because sometimes when you're in the presence of God, you, you you just don't want to go home, you just want to stay there, you don't feel hungry, nothing. I mean, Moses was with God for 40 days without eating. The guy was not fasting as you are thinking. Because you see, when you meet God, God is food. (laughs) Uh, So those of you who are thinking and lying to the girl that even in eternity. Hey! I will never, never leave you. I want to die beside you. And even when we die, I follow you to the grave. And we shall live happily ever after. Now, when the two of you are not born again, and the demons come when you are not born again, it's demons who come and escort you to hell. When you are born again, it's angels who come and escort you. Yeah, it's in the Bible. So the the born again people they start hearing, oh, Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. They say, Oh wow, the Bible says precious in the sight of God is the death of His sins. Then God will be, Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. When hmm. you born again, bang. <laughs> 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 all right so second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 he's talking about scripture he says all scripture Is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Now, the reason why people see the Bible as a book of rules do this, don't do that is because they read the Ten Commandments and that's all they think the Bible is. But where don't do this, do this, where it comes in is instruction in righteousness. But there are other things. In the scripture beyond don't do this do this there is doctrine what's doctrine doctrine is the system of belief that means you are not allowed to believe anything you like about god god has given you what to believe about him he tells you he's like this he's like that now what the scriptures help us to do is it help us to know the character of god now someone sent me a scri- um, something and he was trying to say pastor i believe what you said that we can know god But there's a scripture that says, your ways are not my ways and your thoughts are not my thoughts. So, Pastor, what about that? You won't know the answer, right? Now, that particular verse, your ways are not my ways, your thoughts are not my thoughts, when you read it in context, you realize he was not talking to Israel. He was talking to the heathen. He was talking to the heathen. He was not talking to his people. He was talking to the heathen. That is, the, those who were not for him. So it says, their ways are, are not his ways, and their thoughts are not his thoughts. But for his people, Bible says that, go to Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2. He says, And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains, and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow into it. Verse 3, he says, And many people shall go and and say, "Come ye, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob." And He will teach us of His ways. So you see, you can be taught the ways of God. He said, "And we will walk in His path." That means when He teaches you His ways, you will walk in His path. Glory to God! All right. So we start learning about God now. In the situation that was on, on the internet, about someone snatching the microphone, you know, um, pro- um, prophesying to somebody like that, in that way. You know, like you said, you saw some comments on Facebook. You know, I've deliberately stopped going on the internet because rubbish everywhere. You know, the, pa- the part that is painful is that the ignorant people are louder. But you see, I stopped worrying myself because you cannot teach everybody. I saw a scripture last two weeks. It, it was as though I've never read my Bible. I realized that, oh, okay, you cannot teach everybody. First Corinthians 14. Because first, I, I was so passionate about, oh, I, I really want to help people to know. And you realize that people are not ready to know anything. Okay. Verse thirty-eight. Look at it. But if any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you cannot teach everybody. You want to know the message translation? <laughs> okay, let, let's let's check message translation. <laughs> 38. If you won't play by the rules, God can't use you. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Now, why is it not of God? many reasons in the New Testament and I've been telling you guys don't let anybody stop you by the road that he has a prophecy for you you can decide to listen when you are done listening to the prophecy as a New Testament Christian who has the Holy Spirit you have every right to judge the prophecy now in that case She did not give the woman the opportunity to judge the prophecy. You took the mic from her, and you served as you are God, and you began to speak. Let me tell you what the Bible calls that kind of thing, calls of witchcraft. First Corinthians 14, let me tell you this. Nobody can scare me with prophecy. I've, I've, I've grown in church, so I know what I'm talking about. Sometimes people come, I have the word from the Lord. If you don't vanish, God doesn't know how to talk to me. <laughs> Look at it. He said, let the prophet speak. Now, you will you see, you see God over here. Um, let's go from, from verse 29. Look at it. This is, God was, was talking, uh, sorry, Paul was speaking to the people about, you know, because the Corinthian Christians, when you read 1 Corinthians chapter 3, he was telling them that they are enriched in, in, in um, utterance. That means those people, they like spiritual gifts, Corinthian church. They like. So Paul dedicated the whole of 1 Corinthians to be talking about their conduct. So in 1 Corinthians 12, he talked about spiritual gifts. But you know what? He told them in in chapter 3 that they are babies. He told them they are spiritual babies. Because every time they had the strife going on, I'm of Paul, I'm of Apollo, he said you are babies. So a lot of the things written in 1 Corinthians chapter or, or the whole of 1 Corinthians were baby Christian issues. So he comes to verse fourteen, uh, chapter 14 to address their conduct because there was a problem in the Corinthian church. When, because they like spiritual gifts and those things, once maybe you know, people claim there is a spirit on them. Then you see, this one is prophesying, this one is prophesying at the same time, this one is prophesying at the same time. Paul said, it's not, that's not how it's supposed to be. So he now started helping them on how to go about spiritual things. So let's look at it. Let's start from verse 29. He said, let the prophet speak two or three and let the other judge. That means we are not supposed to take everything everybody says. You know, I've seen people defrauded. But who came to tell them, I see this. Immediately, they start believing. Let me tell you something. Even diviners can see. Palm readers can see. So never be astonished that somebody saw your grandmother's name. Now, when I talk like this, people think it's because I don't see. (laughs) 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 You know what I was saying? The man said, oh, no, because he's not a prophet. I said, you think so? Just that, you know, as 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 a man of God, you are very careful what you use the gifts to do. Because if I want to prove, to, I've top zero in heaven. I've used the gift to prove a point. I've top zero. I'm supposed to be exercising the gifts in love. Right? So sometimes you just look at people who say because they're prophet. It's because I know that if I'm being prophetic Sunday and doing prophetic Friday and doing Wednesday, what will happen is that the church will be full of baby Christians. When I keep teaching, eh? You, people will stop coming. To me to come and tell me their problems when I keep teaching, because that's what happened when we were at best wasted. After seven, so many people come and see me as I kept teaching, something started happening. They now started coming with testimonies because they started using what I was teaching. So he says, Let a prophet speak two or three and let the other judge. Verse 30. He says, If any man, he said, If anything be revealed to another that's seated by, let the first hold his peace. That means two things cannot be happening at the same time. The lady cannot be ministering in song and someone comes to collect the mic and prophesy. Verse 31, he said, for ye may all prophesy one by one, that all may learn and all may be content. He said, when you are prophesying, do it what? One by one. Let this person finish, then let that person finish, then let that person finish. He said, that all may learn and all may be content. Verse 32, he says, and the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. There's nobody who comes prophesying, behaving like. You know, there's, no, he, there's nothing you can do about it. No, I don't know where people get it. He said the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. When I feel like prophesying, I know it. I know how the feeling is like. And I know I control it. You cannot control the Holy Ghost. You cannot control the Holy Look at it. You know, sometimes some people, you know, they are in church and they make it look as though, mm, mm, mm. Mm, 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 mm. then when you feel it, you ask them, Ah, do you remember what you said no i don't remember that's that's demons that's demon i'll tell you why i remember when when uh, when brown had the issue and and i was praying i prayed for him i was driving him somewhere now at that time you could tell that the devil was determined to kill the boy so when i was driving him i could feel i know the influence of the holy spirit and this was not the influence of the holy spirit this was a foul influence it was like he wanted to force me off the road at the point I wanted to force me to hit someone. But you see, stator. I held, I held, I held the, the, the steering. It was like, the spirit wants to influence you. That's how come people are, you know, possessed or maybe oppressed by a devil. And they come back and they don't remember what happened. That one is correct because that's the devil. You don't know what is going on. But for God, you know what is going on. So when I start prophesying, I say, thus hear the spirit of God. I know what I'm saying, but I still know that it is not me. Because all the things I'm saying, I have not premeditated them. They are just flowing from my spirit. That is God. He said the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophets. Verse 33. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches to the saints. Now look at this. Galatians chapter 6. Verse one, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, like the situation, he says what? Ye which are spiritual, he said do what? Restore such an one in the spirit of meekness. Never use prophecy to witch hands people. He said in the spirit of meekness, that means call the person aside. There are, there are people who have, that I'm relatively older than, but I can see some things about them and I tell, all right, I can't say this one here. We have to talk about it here. It's, it, it's not just ethics. That's God. That's God. What would God get from disgracing you in public? Let me tell you one statement that the person made. I'm not mentioning anybody's name. One statement that the person made, you can tell this is not God. One statement. He said, God has made you a queen. It's not true. There are no queens. In the, in the Bible, the only queen that was mentioned was a witch. Bible says he has made us kings. We don't do gender in the spirit. There are no queens in the spirit. We go to the book of Revelations. We imagine queen was a witchcraft. At least we saw what Jesus Christ told the people. He said in the resurrection, we are made like unto the angels. All our ecstasies and intimacies are with God. You know, so when you don't know the scriptures, people, the Bible says, you will be tossed to and fro. I remember, I remember one time it was in Aveno, Pastor B, he was upstairs. Then a woman like that, some, 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 it was something similar. A woman like that came there, said, has a, she has a message from the Lord for Pastor B. She has a message from the Lord. <laughs> uh, when when the you tell him, he said. <laughs> If she doesn't this <laughs> food. I, I remember a woman like that. She had been struggling, suffering, suffering. I went to pray to her. She was rather showing me, telling me that you know, she, she, the ministry God has given her is that she will be going from police to police, prophesying to the police. Who made you a prophet of a police? So one day she went to the military, This was going to professor in the chest, but still, she's very resilient on the calling. <laughs> Let me tell you something. God can talk to you. Are you listening? Is it true that God can speak with, through somebody? Yes. But you know what? God is smart. God likes to talk to you through a trusted voice. Through a trusted voice. Now, When I started explaining this, someone said, what about Paul and Agabus? Very good example. Because Paul wanted to go to Jerusalem. And Agabus took the clothes of Paul and bound. And he says, this is what will happen to the one who goes to Jerusalem. They shall bind him. The difference here is that Agabus did not rout Paul. He did not stop Paul. Violence was not used. He told Paul, this is what will happen when you go to. And Paul said, what do you mean to break my heart? He said, I'm willing not only to, to be bound in Jerusalem, but also to die. So Paul judged the prophecy and he decided what he would do. Don't let anybody scare you with any prophecy. Okay. What is prophecy for? What is prophecy for? Is it to do witch hunting? Look at First Corinthians 14, verse 3. It's prophecy for witch hunting or telling your grandmother as a witch. Wait, look at it. But he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. And witch hunting. I see. So, how do you tell this is not God? First of all, the scripture. and You look through the scripture and say, no, this is not God. This is not God. Because reports that I got was that, that person has been doing it to other musicians. So you can see it is in her to be humiliating her fellow musicians. You know what that is? It's another type of pride. What i you trying to say? You are better than all of them. That is not the spirit of meekness. I don't see God in there. And you know, the problem with these kind of things is that, Other Christians don't even know the truth. That's how one time we were praying with one guy. You know, as we kept praying, and we prayed, we were praying, we left. Then one guy came to, hmm, I've seen things, so. One guy came to pull this lady. Came to pull a lady. Ah, we have finished praying. We have gone to her. I was on campus. Level 200 or so. Was it 100 or 200? One of them. That was years ago. So, I was on campus. So I was with Pastor Marvin, we, went, we finished praying, and this lady, who has been coming for our fellowship meetings, was now on the park. This what I'm saying, you think I'm joking, Is the truth. By the time we came back, Summerfield, nobody was there. The guy was doing things with the lady. They were doing their hands like this. You queen, the Lord has anointed. Boom, laka, laka, laka. Look, the day Pastor Mavi will come, the day Pastor Mavi will come, this guy will say, I will not talk with him. He will say the same thing. Boom, we had to beat the guy. (laughs) He was slim like me, so me and Pastor Mavi together. We had to hold his hand. We, we, (laughs) Pastor Mavi (laughs) choking. Then, I remember now, all of a sudden, she came back to herself. And this is supposed to be someone who was prophesying to her. He said, yes, the guy told her about her academics and that the prophecies were actually accurate. And by the time she realized she was not herself and she was doing things, boom! I'm not joking, no. So when we wanted to catch him, we were going around him. God was saying, "You cannot touch me! You cannot touch me! I will destroy you!" Is that God? <laughs> boom! <laughs> <laughs> so we "Or the boom boom <laughs> <laughs> Bible says that we no more be children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. to talk to you with your Bible. Start there. Start there. You know why? The reason why you don't hear God talk to you, because you don't know the voice of the author. says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God. That means every scripture is God breathed. That means Holy Ghost is the author of the scriptures. So when you are acquainted with the scriptures, you can start hearing God's voice. Look at when we are week of prayer. Almost everyone looking at prophesy, saying the Lord gave me a scripture, and the Lord gave me a scripture, and the Lord gave me a scripture. That's how. That's how it's done. Don't be looking for divination, prophetic those things. They are they are elementary, in the realm of the spirit. They are elementary. Mentioning names. But rather, I I, I submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, go into the word of God, go into the scriptures. You will know God, you will know God, and you'll be excited. You'll be excited. There's so many beautiful things in God. The nature of God, the character of God. What is God like? Can you trace something and say, this looks like God? Because in the scripture one time, this happened. You become spiritually intelligent. Become spiritually intelligent. The first one was, I said, God is a spirit. So you understand. If you get to understand that God is a spirit, that means God does not need a physical medium to operate. That means, even though the last time a handkerchief was put on you, you were healed. You just know that it is not something that's going to, You're not supposed to idolize the handkerchief now. After the handkerchief was used on you and you were healed, you're not supposed to idolize the handkerchief and go and hang it beside your car so there had no accident. Who told you that? God said specifically in scripture that they should not be represented with any image. But some people stick up. Some people have Bible they don't read but it's their appeal to protect them. I've done it before. When I was in SS, one guy committed suicide. He committed suicide. That night, everybody was afraid in the school because he committed suicide in the school. And I was not really born again. I went to take Gideon's Bible. I went to Gideon's Bible. Your, your problem is Nigerian movies. How the, the, the man was using Bible and the, the this one, Then there. Hmm. The fetish priest said, hey, boy, 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 boy. Then the two more then the then the pastor took bible in the name of jesus by the holy bible they now lifted it yeah. <laughs> if you want that eee, yeah if you want that thing it is the word of god on your mouth it's the word of god on your lips is the word of God on your lips? Ah, Joshua chapter one, verse eight. The word of God on lips—that is the the the, the 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 thing. That's the thing. That's the weapon. Joshua one eight. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. That means you keep the word of God on your mouth. So if you look in the word of God, anything God says about you, you put it on your mouth. So instead of Eat, bang, 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 bang. No. You you, you have it on your mouth. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. You see, so you begin to speak the word. That's the sword of the spirit.